0: He wants another piece of chewing gum. <laughs> Joe, it's like I'm back home. Oh my god! <laughs> Hello, I'm Justin. I'm Mark, and I'm Joe. We're the J-Pops,
1: and we are attempting parenting in Japan. Welcome to episode seventy-eight
2: of Ishikawa. No, whoa! A oh, oh
0: man! Already, oh, what a crossover! <laughs> Sorry, course of habit. Wait a minute. Did we get duped into joining a Shikawa Summit to see? It seems that way. That
2: would um <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Mark, uh, welcome to my podcast, uh, the J Pops. Hey, hey, hey. And, <laughs> thank you. uh, it's a pleasure to have you guys on. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for um, having us. I will be taking over from here on in. It was really nice <laughs> working with you guys. Um Casey will be joining
0: me next week. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a hostile takeover. <laughs> wow. You're like a venture capitalist. He was so nice before we started recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Buttering us up. We should give the background that Joe is a host of some renown. Uh, he was at the helm along with Casey Bean, another J-pop who's been a guest on this show uh, of the podcast called Ishikawa Summit to Sea. But Ishikawa Summit to Sea is sadly closing its doors.
2: Or is it?
0: Or is it? Well it's
2: minimizing. Yeah. Isn't it's minimizing. it minimizing. Yeah, it's it's being reduced by one third. Um so <laughs> casey's Casey's <laughs> stepping aside and I will remain, although I'm not yet sure exactly what form that podcast will take. Okay. Uh but it won't be nearly as lewd and base as it as it used to be.
1: Yeah,
0: obviously. Right. This podcast, however, <laughs> will do the opposite. Yeah, in case it's not clear, Joe is now here as a permanent co-host of the J-Pops. So we are a three-man operation. As I see it going forward, uh, this really helps with scheduling. Some might say, isn't it harder to find time to podcast with three members? But I think the way we're going to do it is if we have a quorum, we will record. So sometimes uh, Mark will be absent. Sometimes I will be absent. Perhaps Joe will be absent, but two or perhaps all three of us will come on for every episode. So that's the idea going forward. And uh, it's one third less editing duty for Mark and myself. So that's wonderful.
2: (laughs) And uh, it it really is a pleasure um, for you to have me. So congratulations.
0: To honor Joe in his first episode as a full-time co-host, uh, we thought we would turn it over really to getting Joe's story um, and his uh, J-pop journey. He's got one baby himself, mm-hmm. but uh, before we get into the full-fledged Yuki explanation, maybe we can get into our updates. Do you want to lead us off? I will go for it. Uh, Nico is the first kid across the finish line being two years old. I know it was a tight is that race. the finish line? That's pretty much. Oh the no! Line. Now he's a he's a boy, and he's he's a go mom. and get a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's out in the world now. He's got a briefcase. Uh, Nico is two, and I think the key thing is it was like he went to bed one, he woke up two on that day, and it was like he became a child instead of a, a baby. You know what I mean? Oh, he was yeah. just so many things happened. It was the the day and the next day he went napless. He was full energy all day long. He wow. um, he started speaking. I swear this is true, but he started speaking in more like sentences. And it was huh. legitimately the day that he turned two, it was like a switch was flipped by coincidence, obviously. But now he's he'll do like two or three sentence commands to to his mother and I. If he wants something, he'll be like, cut it, you know, he'll be pointing to his food or something. Is <laughs> he like, okay. a movie director
2: now? Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, he just, he he's taken over the room, every room that he's in. And it's amazing. Uh, he also, I don't know, just everything he started doing, it was like more energy and more adult sort of like, I'm involved in this conversation now. And yes, no, and it's sort of a, more of a back and forth rather than just babbling. So hmm. I don't know what happened, but it just as soon as he turned to that switch. What flipped. was in that cake, man? Yeah, I don't know, growth hormone or something. Yeah. It,
2: it did coincide quite neatly with his discovery of football.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I bought him... That was his first birthday present on his second birthday I got him a soccer ball a legitimate size 5 Oh I thought we were talking about the Super Bowl no we I was dimly aware that the Super Bowl <laughs> happened but he's been saying soccer ball for the last couple of weeks and I thought okay I'll I'll buy him a soccer ball and that'll make his day and it really did he loves that soccer ball talks about it all the time throws it around the house and um, yeah, he got into it. He's, we've kicked it around a little. We went full adult size. Joe, is this kosher? That's good.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Yep, go go for the the man sized football from the beginning.
0: Yeah, and that way mm.
2: he'll you know he'll master the skills in no time. Absolutely. And you'll be able to take him to football practice every week, Justin. <laughs> oh boy.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll see if it comes to that, but. When I was a kid, I played for about eight years, Joe, organized on a team. I was, uh, you know, an amateur football player, as you might say. Yeah, I played soccer constantly uh, through elementary school and junior high school. Mm. But we started with, uh, I mean, I had a three when I was a kid. And then the first league that I was in, it was a four. And then at a certain point, it's like, okay, you're old enough, get a five. And um, I always thought that was Mm. a bit weird, you know, like just give me a five and then I'll grow into it. So I just hmm. I bought Nico the five straight away. Nice, um, that you surprised me. Is that the sizing in the UK? By the way, like the three, four, five.
2: I think so. I, I've never really had anything other than a five. Okay, I guess like the normal football size. They have a futsal, which is a small. I guess that might be a three. It's kind of mm. heavy, which is what they use in Brazil. Oh, interesting. On hmm. the sandy, you know, sandy pitches they have in Brazil. Sorry, they learn with a small ball and then mm-hmm. they they get skillful and mm-hmm. they they use a bigger ball and they've got all the skills so um you're you're sending nico more down the tactical route of stroking passes around the pitch um rather than intricate skills and tiki-taki exactly as i planned then <laughs> exactly as you planned you want him as a midfield
0: maestro yeah, rather absolutely. than a A jinky number (laughs) ten. I wrote that on my vision board uh, shortly before he was born, so this is perfect. (laughs) It's all coming together. Um, (laughs) And now I guess I'm on the hook for double updates because we've got uh, you know pregnancy week twenty. There's not much Hmm. to say there other than a Yumi went to an appointment and came back, uh, or maybe it was just through the app. I don't know, but she became aware that the the baby is something like. 20 odd centimeters long and we're like really like we talked Damn. about this a little bit beforehand but the second one really sneaks up on you and yeah you sort of imagine yeah that it's oh it's just this little bean sized thing and then you realize no we're we're coming up on a whole ruler now it's like this um this child is is growing so yeah. uh, that's about it. It's just very surprising. The second, like the first one occupies all of your thoughts, all of your attention, your time. And then the second one really comes in under the radar and one day we'll just be in the house.
1: That's how it goes. Yeah. I'm still getting used to ours. Speaking of yours, updates. We had another fantastic week of just pure sickness in the house. Oh, and. God. Man, I can just tell you it's the most fun time you can have with two children puking and pooping <laughs> everywhere. Goodness. <laughs> Actually all everywhere. of us were doing all of us were doing all of those things. So it was a terrible <laughs> week for everyone. Like Coda wow. got it Monday and obviously it was a holiday then. But then me and Moe both got it early, early Wednesday morning. Like I, I woke up at like, I think it was like 2 a.m and was just like hurling and then My like word several times throughout the morning continued. And then it turned to the bottom end later in the day.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> both down. of us. Oh yeah. So it was terrible. And um, the one toilet household might I add. No,
1: no, we got two. We had two oh, you put have two? in here. Really? Yeah. Where's the we second the one toilet? Upstairs?
0: They just never let you use the other one. Justin. I've never seen that toilet. It's right at the top of the stairs. Oh, okay. Well, that's handy then yeah (laughs) good thinking mark (laughs) two
1: toilets exactly that's good news but uh everybody's doing okay now it's like we're not sure what it was we didn't go to a doctor but it was like a stomach virus or norovirus Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys have ever had that before but it knocked you out pretty much straight for 48 hours
2: yes not pleasant it's a nice little weight
1: loss program it sounds like it is and i've been on a Diet for like a couple weeks now, so I was like, it was <laughs> the one thing I was kind of happy about. On Wednesday, I was like, oh man, I've got, I've got to be down like three kilograms by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, silver linings, I suppose.
0: That's the classic Harris household. Then
1: uh, it really is.
0: It's amazing. It is amazing. I keep thinking, like, how are we getting
1: so much sicker than everybody we know, like all the it time? Is. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know if our daycare just really sucks or our immune systems are low. Or blows,
0: either could be either.
2: Yeah,
1: that's how they transmit these diseases.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one kid blows, the other one sucks. Uh, there's your that's there's your norovirus. Basic,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, well, that's how it goes. Yeah,
2: we, we say it every time that you you guys are going to be so rock solid immune wise in the future.
1: Yeah, I was talking to Sol the other day, and I was telling him, man, if I had a bingo card for sickness, it would pretty much be full by now, and <laughs> just I would be, be win. full. It'd just be covered in. <laughs> So excretia. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, But we did have, unfortunately, that sickness was uh, really terrible timing because like we had a a developmental class scheduled for Coda to check on him and see how he's doing. Uh, But we had to reschedule that for next week because obviously you can't go there when stuff is coming out of all ends of you. Uh, So next week we'll go and check on that and then get some kind of... An assessment done because we're still pretty
0: worried about how he's doing overall to pull back to sickness just a little bit the at your daycare do they have a board out front that like sort of a message board that announces sicknesses i don't know if uh i have no if idea noticed anything like that they have one at the at nico's daycare and it's out there every other week, every two weeks or something, when a kid winds up sick. And then they write the details of what it was and how many kids have been affected so far. Oh. And um, So I know that there's a lot of sickness that goes through there, but it just never seems to make its way to Nico. But they'll often have like this classroom. It's, you know, there's a COVID case or whatever. This classroom, there's a stomach bug, two kids or whatever. Oh, they'll, yeah. they'll write it out so you're, you're aware of it. But um, what would it look like at your daycare? End to end. Red. Every day print. red. Yeah. No, they have the app
1: that uh, I think they share all those details with and tell the parents what's going on. Like, oh, yeah, we had COVID last week or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they
0: don't do the boards. They keep that for like arts and crafts stuff mostly when we walk in. Well, back to the um, developmental things. Uh, Two weeks ago, you mentioned that Coda was potentially repeating words. Like, was it a... Uh, no-no or a wash something like this i think he said he was
1: yeah he was saying daddy and he keeps repeating daddy and sometimes when he sees me he'll come up and say daddy Mm -hmm. but then he'll be like playing with his toys and he'll just say daddy 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 (laughs) over and over so i'm not sure if he's really putting together that i'm daddy or if he's just calling things daddy now
2: he (laughs) likes the feel he doesn't say no no daddy wash does he no no
1: please please daddy wash no no no, daddy Daddy, wash (laughs) wash
2: well that sounds like um that
1: sounds like like a a step it's a step yeah it feels like a step and he's doing better with like spoons and forks and stuff for a long time, he was having issues with, like, the spoon where he would scoop something. And then by the time it reached his mouth, it was completely upside down and mm. all the food was off it. That but Now familiar. he's managing to, like, keep it straight and, like, manage to get the food. So he's yeah. he's definitely progressing. He's doing well. But there's a lot of signs that we're still pretty worried about that we want to get checked on. And really, it's just about, like, getting help to figure out the best way to kind of go forward and help him. Right now, we feel a little bit lost. Like, what are we doing it wrong? Are we should we be doing stuff better? Mm. And I think
0: that's what that class is really geared towards. Mm. That would be nice to get in there and see what they have to say. And as Joe said, yeah. there's cause for optimism in, in that I think a lot of kids it's down to their interest, and there's no you know gauging or steering their interest. And then if right. they happen to get into something, and get obsessed with it, then they'll get skills with it. So just yeah. the fact that he's repeating words and uh maybe something's yeah. clicked in his mind and he's like, Oh, this is a fun thing now. And then it, it might be the, you know, snowball has started rolling down the hill a little bit. So it could be Yeah. I think he just
1: doesn't have any interest in like saying stuff to get us to do anything because he doesn't need to. Yeah. When he wants something, he'll usually grab our hand and pull us somewhere. He's really mm. good at that. Or you know, he'll whine and we'll figure it out. So maybe we're too, I don't know, good at guessing what he needs that he doesn't feel the need to say it so well. <laughs> That's definitely communication. What he's doing by yeah. grabbing your hand and
2: pulling you towards things is communication. Oh, yeah. He wants yeah. this yeah. thing. So like, it's, it seems like there's not like any kind of communication issue. It's yeah. just the words and they'll come. It's just the words. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe he's just like, you know, he's not he's not like me. He's not so <laughs> orally sort of. Expulsive. Fixated, (laughs) one might say. Yes. Obsessed. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact term that is used uh, in psychology, which is when you're, yeah, so he may be more anally retentive
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. than what I am.
0: (laughs) You're more, um, you have more of a logaria, one might say. Yeah, yeah. Oral. That's your Lageria. angle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, another type of Lageria. <laughs> you would probably be on America's Got Talent.
2: Actually, that's a band. I saw them advertised in Family Mart oh, or a yeah. Lageria. They'll or be Lageria. A,
0: appearing in oh, uh, Tokyo Dome next season. Yeah. I think it was also a type of chocolate, and I saw it on a T-shirt as well. It's awesome. yeah. um, so uh, uh, chocolate was a poor nice. choice. <laughs> but... Um, uh, one other quick update. I'm just gonna sneak in with we're gonna go to the United States, my home country, on Thursday. Ooh. So uh, just in a few short days, we will be leaving yeah, for the nice. U.S. We'll be there for about a calendar month, um, but it's you know part of February, so it's a short month that annoys me. But uh, because when you book it, it's like oh, I'm going from the 22nd to the 21st. That's a month. And then I uh, realize, ah, but it's February. At least it's a leap year. We got one yeah. extra day there. But uh my wife Is it a leap year? It yeah. is we're on a leap year, my friend. Oh shit. Enjoy. Wait, it. Yeah. Look at that. Congratulations on all your those long people February. finally get a birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Tyrese Halliburton, NBA star, born on the leap. Year. I think. I, I I think I heard that. Okay. I have no idea. He gets his birthday. He'll be five. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing to me is Nico has now kind of, you know, we speak only English in the house, so he had a lot of English, but then he started going to daycare, and quickly he sees all of his peers use certain words, and of course the staff's using those words, and like he gets what he needs through the use of the Japanese, and then he comes home, and it's like the Japanese just almost instantly overrides whatever he was saying in English, and so Mm. he would make a lot of headway with English, but then at the daycare, he's like, oh, this is what works actually, and then he comes back home, and it's like, he won't say that English anymore. But we're going to spend a month in the U.S. where his Japanese will get him very little. So I'll be interested to see if the English starts to override some of his Japanese in that month or what happens, but that's something I'm going to keep my eye on. My wife is going to go with us uh, for the first, say, two, two and a half weeks. She's going to come back, and then Nico and I are going to stay on for a further 10 days, And then I'll have the, you know, 24 hour plus travel with just me and the boy all the way back Mm -hmm. to Kanazawa. Mm -hmm. So that'll be another experience. But mainly I'm interested, like language wise, to see if he persists with his Japanese over there or if it kind of falls off. I think once people start looking at him weird, like, huh, what is Gomi? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Then he'll be like, oh, you know, he wants another piece of chewing gum. Joe, it's like I'm back home. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like I'm uh, on a log raft on the Mississippi.
2: (laughs) He's already had 16. Sorry, I lost (laughs) it there. I lost it.
0: (laughs) Oh man. It was perfect before, Joe. Uh, But yeah, it'll be fun to go back and see what's happening. I think, though, that now we should segue into segments and uh, just call Joe's update the segment catch us up to speed on uh, on Yuki's progress from say two years ago to present and we mm. will we will call that the segment for today so take her away Joe how about your Yuki update?
2: Uh, okay so oh so since two years ago, Couple of updates.
0: Um, she was born, mm-hmm. that was quite a big one. Go back further, though. You guys were an IVF family. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, well, you've been trying. We had a
2: similar story. Um, we had, oh, I think this, I think she was the sixth
0: attempt. That's what Nico mm. was as well.
2: Yeah, I think that was the case. And it was a kind of almost like a last roll of the dice where mm. we were. We were of the mindset, okay. Well, you know, if this one doesn't work, then we'll just have money and holidays,
0: you know? Right. Yeah. And your wife uh, is what in her late 50s? She's so 70. 70 <laughs> um, years old. So you're right up against it. Yeah.
2: No, she was, she's, she's, uh, where is she? 41 now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so mm. she was kind of 40, 39, 40. Where, where, so it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was getting towards the, um, event horizon baby wise
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then yeah and then yuki took took hold uh got bigger got you know 20 centimeters mm-hmm. um i mean I, I i could go on but she was born uh in the hospital thankfully it was a <laughs> it was an interesting one actually because um she was a couple of days early um, mm. and, um we were in bed and, and my wife who Oh, this is an interesting point should i name her did you name her already i can't remember i think we've said her
0: name at some point so. yeah we okay. talked about no uh, I, I can't remember but yeah well, if you... any
2: if anybody has migrated to this podcast from ishikawa summit to see uh my wife is not called gorgonella <laughs> oh my she is actually called miho what a reveal woof wow she um her waters broke in bed which uh, was uncommon, I'm gonna say, and uh, so we we jumped in the in the car and rushed her to the hospital. Um, and they said, you know, this is gonna take a while, so you just go home. So I went home, not allowed in, of course, at that time. Still COVID. This was still COVID. Still COVID awareness. It was kind of after the the worst of it. We were right. kind of coming out the other end of COVID at this point, but hospitals
1: so- were still kind of. Extra cautious and they were edging people in, Mm -hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. However, they did say come back and you can come in for the birth, so we'll call you like when we think it's about you know, about to come about half an hour away or something. Mm. I was working from home and I was at home and I actually had a meeting that morning, I think it was the kickoff meeting for that semester. Mm. And uh, the meeting finished, and then I had like another follow-up meeting that went on for quite a long time and right at the end of that meeting literally hung up the phone i was about to go for a walk and then i get a call from neho saying she's coming now now <laughs> <laughs> like that so i was like okay <laughs> kept my coat on um jumped in the car went to the hospital and they let me in so i nice. it was great actually i walked in literally took the lens cap off my camera positioned myself with my tripod no, I'm just kidding but I did take the lens cap off my camera held my wife's hand and out she popped like within about 20 minutes wow, wow she good was. timing it was just like yeah bish bash bosh um it was really easy for me <laughs> did she uh did she get the epidural yes and actually I think she she like uh she was fine like it wasn't um I'm not gonna say it wasn't painful because it obviously was extremely painful but mm. she she was quite nervous about the whole giving birth thing um it was not a cesarean it was a you know there's a natural birth out of the out of the bits and bobs
1: <laughs> it's the official name for it in the English. bits and Bobs yeah <laughs> I'm not sure what the Bobs
2: are but anyway so the the uh the actual labor and and, and the the birth part mm. of the labor uh was pretty straightforward. I think.
1: How yeah, popped. it sounds pretty quick.
2: It's pretty quick. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a long, drawn-out thing. It was 25 nice. minutes, 30 minutes beginning to end.
1: And then um, she was
0: there for like a week? Yeah, Maybe she was long. there for 10 days or something like that. It's worth noting, too, the epidural is kind of a rarity in Japan. Um, I know it, uh, Ayumi had Nico at the um, Hanazawa University Hospital, which is a massive hospital, it might be the biggest in the prefecture, or second biggest, it's huge. And then the reason we chose it is because it handles, if, if there's an emergency sort of with your labor and your little clinic, they'll actually, get by ambulance, take you to the Kanazawa University Hospital to handle mm. like a difficult birth. So we thought, well, may as well just you know play it safe and get right in there where they can handle everything. And um, the Kanazawa University Hospital, as massive and important as it is, they said, ah, yeah, we don't we do not do epidurals, sorry. But then, of yeah. course, we scheduled a C-section later because he was breached. So it, it was a moot point. You're like, in your face, hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we, we don't do those either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's a piece of bark that you can bite on. And um, yeah. here's a leather strap that you can beat against the floor. But they, uh, yeah, that was it, but at some clinics, at some smaller clinics, they will decide to offer it or not. Um, so yeah. it's, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's low that you can even do an epidural in Japan. Yeah, I think I've, she selected the, the clinic based on that. The, the availability. Yeah. yeah,
1: I've heard of a few women doing that, like saying like, I want the epidural, so I want to go here. Yeah, Yeah. It's crazy that it's not offered widely. But yeah. there's a lot of social pressure, like oh, you have to be more
0: connected to the birth than all that. So mm. I was telling my friend in the U.S. about this. She's a mother of two, and uh, she, you know, gave birth to her two kids in the U.S. with epidurals aplenty. And um, she said, "So Japan is worried about its birth rate problem, and yet they haven't <laughs> realized they should offer epidurals." And she was furious yeah. about it, uh, <laughs> as sort of like a women's rights like issue <laughs> slash. This is going to help you uh, make them feel more comfortable to have more children because it's not as traumatic. And I thought there was some truth to that, probably. Yeah. There
1: are a lot of simple things that could J- Japan could do to increase their birth rates and then just like mm. not paying attention.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. Not, not overtime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Work-life balance. Epidurals. You know, when you get your wisdom teeth taken out in Japan, it's a bit of a sidebar, but I had a, a class um, with, a, you know, like adult students coming in for English lesson or English uh, conversation practice. And I had a guy come in once and I was like, oh, how was your day? And he said in the evening, and he was like, oh, yeah, it was, it was all right. After work, I had my wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> I was Damn, like, oh, what happened? That's but, not a good day. Yeah, he went yeah. to work, then got his dentist appointment right after work four wisdom teeth popped out and then was oh, in geez. the in the english lesson and i was like are you serious and yeah and this was like 7 8 p.m. or something and then he reached into his breast pocket and pulled out a bloody sort of package and opened it Band up of the had, dentist yeah, <laughs> yeah who <we> tortured him <laughs> and he had his wisdom teeth in his pocket and it blew my mind and then i realized the reason that that can happen is because they don't do a general anesthesia they just do a local anesthetic right in the right next to the tooth and so uh, that wears yeah. off, you know, within a couple hours. And then he made it to his English lesson. And There's no way. That's what we
2: do in England. We don't have general for. Oh,
0: visiting. yeah. We do yeah. general. I mean, they'll like, they have a coffin oh, yeah. open next to you. Like, it's like, you know, they put you right out. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you miss, because you usually get it when you're in high school. You'll miss school for two or three days because the anesthetic takes that much time to sort of wear off before you're coherent again and can go back to school. Um, mm. so in America, they not do... only that, like you have
1: four open wounds in your mouth <laughs> yeah. that are healing, <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> but
0: they, in the U S they just medicate as a first response. <laughs> like, let's just load them up with drugs and then we'll sort mm-hmm. it out afterward. So I think, um, I remember signing off when I was a kid, I got mine out at, you know, 15 or 16 or whatever it was. Mm. Um, I had to sign the release form and one of them said like, um, you know, there's a, obviously the potential risk that you die from being being anesthetized because yeah. that could happen. And so I think Japan, the equivalent of their FDA and uh, Brian can, um, you know, upbraid me on this or correct me later. But I think the FDA is just so much more focused on like, oh, there's a potential of harm. Why would we offer that when you could just right. endure the pain and then like not have this potential of like, oh yeah, we lost another one. But it's, uh, you know, you got to choose the path, I guess. The U.S. goes mm. for the release of pain. The Japan way is just deal with it and we'll be as safe as we can.
2: I, I had one out in England. I had two out in England, mm. and neither time was I knocked out. And the second second one was at, at the university hospital, so mm. it was a student. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I even had, like, a student doing it. It's A so, student haircut is bad enough, but, yeah, yeah. you know, having a... <laughs> <laughs> Having a no. tooth removed is a whole different ball game, but she was yeah. great, and uh, it it was easy and fine. And actually, I probably oh. could have done an English lesson at the end of that.
1: It's a uh, it's funny actually. I had two female dentists in America, mm-hmm. and I always preferred going to them because, like, every time I'd go to a guy doctor, I felt like they were just like grabbing my jaw and like yanking yeah. it around. Like they're they're rough because they see like this big guy walk in. But I'm like, dude, just be gentle.
2: <laughs> my first wisdom tooth removal was was nasty because it, it they they all have impacted, so they're all sideways, and it created oh. a cavity with the tooth next to it, and they, the, the dentist had to saw one tooth in half, which crumbled. He had to slice my gum open <laughs> and then remove the tooth and then sew it back up. Sorry, squeamish story coming yeah, up.
0: So I'll be edited out, no problem.
2: <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> and I, I remember at one point he had i was listening to bob marley on my earphones and between tracks uh, he had his knee on my chest and he was pulling and he said i heard him say get out you bastard amazing <laughs> <laughs> um, so probably better to just be asleep really
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, were you on yeah. a were you on a cut in an alley or something? So it Doesn't sound official <laughs> yeah. at all. It, it, was,
2: it was a it was a road tunnel uh, <laughs> okay. near the entrance. It was light. Yeah. Um,
0: well, anyway, nice. back to back to the extraction of Yuki. She came oh, out, yes. no problem out. at all. Less viscera, less uh, pain. And then three haircuts
2: later, um, <laughs> she's ten months old. The end. Yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. And. She she actually has. Just like in the last couple of days, um, started a couple of teeth are starting to come through. Oh, okay, oh, nice, not exactly out, but you can see the white of the teeth through mm. the gum, if you know what I mean. The gums become very, very thin,
0: yeah.
2: And uh, the bottom tooth, I actually it's a little bit of a question. The bottom tooth seems to be at a kind of almost like a 45 degree angle. Oh, man. Mm. So it doesn't look like it's coming out straight, which is a slight worry for me because I have perfect teeth. And, well, that's what know, braces are for. Yeah. It, they're baby teeth, though, right? So my, yeah. question, my question, it's not my my question for you is, mm. but a question for you is, do you think that the, the, the adult teeth that will follow will follow the same trajectory as the baby teeth or do you think they are they are their own
0: masters excellent question i have paused the recording and resumed it now to look this up on google and quite irresponsibly i'm just going to go with the first google result you know when google sort of like picks out its own information and makes it bigger font right at the top and Mm -hmm. uh that site that they've chosen for us is called bite-sized pediatric dentistry i don't know how official that is clever name it says the good news is no it usually doesn't matter if your child's baby teeth are growing in a little crooked and crooked baby teeth don't automatically mean crooked permanent teeth Mm. excellent that's good news Yeah, your little one's jaw and mouth will go through major changes between ages three and six which will alter the position of their primary teeth lovely so more factors at play so that, that's the 10 months in a nutshell, then. Three haircuts and some teeth coming through. Beautiful. Well, Excellent. Uh, let's uh, pop over to Japanese of the Day. Care of me. Um, very simple one, because I think Mark's child and my child are definitely getting into this territory, and we talked about it at length last week. But um, Mm. how about the word tantrum? Tantrum, uh, I learned, is kanshaku, which is K-A-N, kan, and then S-H-A-K-U, kanshaku, a tantrum. And uh, kanshaku is two kanji. The first one sort of means temper, and the second one kind of means anger. So could there Mm. be two more perfect kanji for tantrum than temper anger? Uh, But that's a good word to use, kanshaku. Is this word specifically
2: for babies and young children, or can I use it for, in conversation with
0: adults? Um, you're so far out of my depth already, Joe, <laughs> that I just I hesitate <laughs> to even guess. But um, I imagine, uh, I asked my wife, what's a good Japanese of the day? And she said, kanshaku. And, and okay. in her mm. mind, you know, she knows the context. We're talking about the kids. So, I assume it it's good for kids, at least we know that much and um, mm. if you carried it over to adults, oh, I don't know, but you could say like your boss threw a tantrum in English, couldn't you? Yeah,, uh, it would make mm. them I think sound a little infantilized, but uh, yeah, yeah, it would work, but that's the intention of using that word, yeah. For an adult, so I'm gonna go way out on a limb and say that that's how it works in Japanese too, because that's how language goes. English right. translates right into Japanese. Usage. I, I was just thinking about the, the multiple times
2: that I beat uh, Mark on the Switch, uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, please send us a free one, uh, and he <laughs> he does throw a little kan shaku,
1: you know, every time. <clears throat> I do. I get on the floor. I like to kick my feet around. I spin and, he just
0: and then I vomit. In Australian, yeah. they say, Chuck's a Shaku mm. That's a little more language for you there. Um, <laughs> be edited right out. No problem. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Is there a joke out there, by the way, that's like um, some cartoon where the parent says to the child, like, go get a switch. And then the kid comes back with a switch controller. It must be now. Yeah, has to be. And then the parent beats the child with the switch controller. That's <laughs> the joke would naturally go. Does this not so work? The parent wins two ways. He breaks the switch
1: and he beats the yeah, child. Exactly. <laughs> it's Does the this worst not work? In, in, it's in not
2: British, working. In British. <laughs> no, in British I America I don't know what switch. I don't know what you mean by a switch.
0: A switch is like a very thin branch from a tree that's kind of like flexible. Oh, like and, a twig. Yeah, well, longer and sturdier, but like in the old days they would say, Go get a switch, and the kid would have to go outside and break off a branch from a tree, and then they would get beaten with it. So go get a switch means you're about to get beaten. Getting beaten on on football games. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And Nintendo really um, took over that term. But there has to be something like that. And it reminds me of the Dave Attell joke. um, I hate traveling because my dad used to beat me with a globe. (laughs) Which is such (laughs) a good joke. (laughs) Anyhow. Save the jokes for later. Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) Stepping on all of our segments. Okay. (laughs) Let's get into McQuiffy. (laughs) McQuiffy. Uh, This is the first Honorary Joe Fowler Edition McQuiffy. The question I have for you guys is, does your child have a toy that you absolutely hate for whatever reason? Nico got, for his birthday, a sort of like briefcase little wooden box. And it's a toolkit with all like wooden hammers and screwdrivers and screws and little like pieces of wood with holes in them to be connected and all that. And the thing that I, which sounds great, it's really fun, and he loves it. But the thing I hate about it is that it all has to fit perfectly in one sequence back into the box for then the box to close and latch. And so he opens it, everything's everywhere, and then he wants to close it. And he's like, okay, all done, Mm. or night, night, or whatever he says. I want to get rid of this. And he's not satisfied, like, leaving it there. So then everything has to be painstakingly stacked into this box. And it's, I don't know. 40 pieces or something and (laughs) there's like little elastic bands that has to go behind and then there's i don't know and if one thing's out of place it won't close so i close this i organize and close this thing like five times a day now and i'm getting sick of it and think about hiding it from him because i I just can't deal with it anymore so in theory i like the toolkit. in practice it's no Mm. good. but do you guys similarly have a toy that you absolutely hate i kept the receipt you can take it back jesus (laughs) good yeah (laughs) <laughs> it was a gift from his grandmother from Amazon, so I can't imagine the international complexities of returning uh, this gift. Mer- Mercari. That's the way, right on Mercari. <laughs> and he's already smashed it a little bit because the wood is so thin on the surface, something was out of place. So it was bulging a little bit, and he slammed it shut, and then it cracked the case. So it's just, it's no good well, at all. It's already on the way to the garbage then, it sounds like. Yeah, it's halfway there. But what do you guys have?
2: Uh, I do in in it's not one toy it's like a collection of toys. The kindness of others is a wonderful thing, but neither of you guys, so don't worry. But we were we were given a sort of a couple of fairly big bags of plastic bright toys for oh. Yuki, mm. um, which is really nice and really kind of somebody to get rid of their trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here you go, take this. And now it's our trash and it's kind of sitting in the sunroom unplayed with because it's it's not exactly the kind of toys that we wanted to give to her, you know? Yeah. Um we we've given her a lot of wood stuff and kind of I don't know, yeah. stuff to help yeah. with the development. And this this doesn't really necessarily fall into that category. So it's just kind of sitting there and we're too we we don't want to throw it away because that seems rude to the people who gave it to us. But mm. yeah, I kind of hate that because it's it's big and it's just filling up space in my apartment. Yeah, right. that's the
0: thing with um, I, I Yumi says this about you guys, uh, Joe and and your lovely wife, that you guys are very stylish, and you have a real <laughs> sensibility. A real sensibility in the apartment and uh, I think mm. maybe a lot of it comes from just like British things have a bit of a classy look and a lot mm. of your stuff is is from the old country and uh, every time we go over Yumi's always impressed by something or another that you guys have so I can imagine you don't want to like pile on a bunch of plasticky toys and just throw them around the living room is that like the issue you're like sort of the the look is that part of it it's partly the look but it's it's
2: not it's not a, a style issue Mm-hmm. it's more like um well miho in particular is very keen for yuki to to play with um, in particular things made of wood real yeah. wood yeah that have that nice smell and and kind of are in some way useful for her development in
1: stacking or some kind of tactile development yeah it's very Montessori just... style mm-hmm. yeah i assume what you got then is just toys with buttons or bright lights that Yeah
2: we have we, we have like one or two of them there. Like there's there's a one or two things where you have to push the, the shapes through the holes and things like that, which which would yeah. be quite good. So we, we are using a couple of them but then there's just a big bag of other I don't yeah. even know. It's just like big brightly colored plastic stuff that eh
0: doesn't doesn't fit with the aesthetic of the uh of the decor Justin. <laughs> I knew that's what it was. I knew it. <laughs> uh, Mark anything you hate
1: yeah it's kind of in those that same vein of gifted stuff but it's like we got these two i don't know what they're from they might just be like random cars one of them's like a a boring machine well it doesn't crazy. sound very good it's not <laughs> like horrible. anti-fun machine it's just it goes through dirt and stuff it's a bore but it's got this sound on it that just goes on if he pushes the right button The sound will just go for like a whole minute straight, just like this, and it just doesn't stop. And I'm just like, who designed this fucking toy (laughs) to keep this sound on for an entire minute? Make it stop. So I'm often going over and just turning that toy off (laughs) and somehow it'll make its way back on. But it
2: does sound quite uninteresting.
1: He really likes it, though, I think because it moves a lot and it makes a lot of sounds. So mm-hmm. I, I let him keep it because of mm-hmm. that, because he's really engaged by it. But I don't have any qualms with getting rid of toys that people give me. So if it's like something that I don't think he's going to work with or, or even more like something we don't want around, we'll just be like, oh, thanks, but no thanks. Or, oh, we'll take mm-hmm. this and then we'll give it to our neighbors kind of thing but i don't know maybe we're just not
0: as nice <laughs> <laughs> My there is an airplane that was similar toy airplane at my dad's house in the u.s and it's meant for kids or whatever and you push a button and it it rolls around by itself and it plays some kind of song and the yeah. song is like like when your tv is up too loud and you're worried that the neighbors will hear it it was that loud and it's just coming out of this little toy. And it's like, good God. I mean, it was like. There's no putting. volume control? Yeah, there's nothing. And so it was just like. Yeah, this... sounds, sounds very American. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was so long as well that the song would just blast. And I think kids liked it because it lit up and would roll around the floor. Yeah. And it was fun and noisy. But my dad actually, I think he got like a small piece of cardboard and put it over the little plastic speaker like the little dots you know where the the noise comes out you got the cardboard and then like heavily taped it over just to deaden (laughs) the sound a little bit so the kids could still play with it i thought that was a pretty good move yeah that's a good call i think coda would chew it if i tried that well the toys we hate let's get on now to our dad jokes We have instituted a two dad joke limit because we have three hosts now. I guess everyone's prepared with their dad jokes. I have two. I've, uh, Joe's got terrified look on his face. I've got a book in my hand that's called Dad Jokes. This was given to me by Joseph (laughs) Elaine Fowler. He handed this to me from England, and I'm going to flip through it at random and read any given dad joke. I'll kick it off with that. Nice. What's the one thing you are guaranteed to get every year on your birthday? Sucks. No, that's Christmas. I mean, <laughs> older? Joe nailed it. He might have read the book on the plane. <laughs> oh, nice. I read
2: it from cover to cover.
0: <laughs> <He> I rotated, <laughs> Dedicated them all to memory. Oh my God. It says Joseph E. Fowler right on the yeah. <laughs> <back. laughs> right. no, I use my pen name, just Elaine.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> what do you call an Irish rocking chair
0: Ooh. Mm. Joe and I really want to figure this out yeah something it's, to do with the edge something about alcoholism um, uh, you guys are terrible I'm just gonna tell you okay. it's
1: patio furniture <laughs> okay oh okay. A racist joke nice Yeah. if it, go-
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it goes I'm outside old. fine but if it's a nice <laughs> wooden rocking chair I take issue with that. That's good, though. I liked that one
2: more than the other one. Um, I have one. Just uh, came off the top of my head, because that's how I roll. Uh, Like a true dad. Yuki's big into a book called Say Hello to the Dinosaurs. And so this is a joke from my childhood. Um, What do you call a dinosaur with only one eye? I don't know. An Eyesore? Mm. Oh, it's a good one. No, do you think he saw us? Hmm. Okay. Do you think he saw us? <laughs> that's do uh... you? <laughs> we get <think> Joe. <laughs> he saw with his one eye. Uh, us. <laughs> Sounds like a di- Tyrannosaurus. Do you
0: think he saw us? Right. That's yeah. Oh, s- it's the best. best joke I could think of. <laughs> All right, joke at random. Uh, how do trees access the internet? They log in. Lovely stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, what do you call a snowman when it throws a tantrum?
0: Oh, tantrum's coming back. Um, Kanshakuiki? <laughs> <laughs> in Japanese, literally? In <laughs> Japanese,
1: <yes>. maybe. <laughs> uh, in English, you call it a meltdown perfect.
0: Oh, okay. Absolutely perfect. Nice. Um Ayumi by the way has said in the past that she feels very odd about saying meltdown in relation to a toddler because of the March 11th tsunami that caused the massive meltdown in Fukushima because like meltdown you know became sort of Japanese English after that and oh, she really it's yeah, it's like very insensitive to say melt or she doesn't just want to like throw out the word meltdown because Japan is actively dealing with this 10-year meltdown of this uh, nuclear plan. But I, hmm. I still say it willy-nilly. Hmm. Anyway, Joe, polish it off. Oh, oh my God. I've got to think of yes. another one. <laughs> <laughs> Two apiece. <you laughs> I only had
2: one lined up. Uh, I mean, you, 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 uh, you uh, did. give me a sec. Okay. I only, I only uh, thought of one. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tap into the memory bank of my dad's jokes. My literal dad's jokes. Right, so I may tell this every week, like my dad. But his joke, his joke, singular, uh, was, "What do you call a judge with no fingers?" I don't know what. Justice thumbs. <laughs> Just he's so gonna, nice. he's gonna
0: enjoy the fact that you laughed at that. <laughs> yeah. it could be nice. a courtroom te- television show in the United States. Justice I mean, thumbs. Yeah, that's all just you need. Justice thumbs. Yeah, because there's like ten of them, and a guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. with no fingers. Justice thumbs. You got yeah. five five seasons minimum. Either he either pointing the up gavel. or pointing down. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he also reviews movies. Like, there's so <laughs> yeah, many segments for that show. It's perfect. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We hope this week's episode was informative and interesting. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us either on the site formerly known as Twitter at J-Pops Podcast. Is it still available? I don't know. We'll find out. Or by email at info at thejpops.com. Talk to you next time. I love you. It's a time.